panted. It was a camel. I'm sure it was a camel, about a mile outside the gate. Father, do you think we really saw one? Arthur asked. Captain MacArthur chuckled. I think you did, he said, and I bet I know where it came from. Back in the war, Jefferson Davis chartered a ship from Egypt to bring over herds of camels. He wanted them to be used as pack animals on the supply trains, used to link the isolated forts in Indian country. Apparently they were stubborn, hard-to-manage creatures, and one by one they strayed off into the wilderness. You must have seen one of the survivors. Although he was only five, Douglas knew that the war his father was referring to was the Civil War. His father had been a teenager when the war started, and Douglas was always thrilled to hear the stories his father told about meeting President Abraham Lincoln and his quick rise to the rank of regimental commander by the time he was eighteen and a half years old. How strange it was that now, in 1885, twenty years after the war had ended, some shaggy old camels were still wandering around Fort Selden, ghostly reminders of a bygone era. "'You boys coming?' a soldier yelled in the window as he walked by Captain MacArthur's office. "'Oh, yes!' Douglas replied, looking at the clock on his father's wall. It was four o'clock. "'We'll be back soon,' he said, as he and Arthur dashed for the door. Two minutes later the two boys were sitting on a mule-drawn water wagon as it made its regular one-and-a-half-mile trip from Fort Selden to the Rio Grande. At the river the soldiers hand-pumped water into the large tank on the wagon, enough water to last those stationed at the fort for twenty-four hours. Hitching a ride on the water wagon was one of Douglas's favorite activities. He never knew what he would see along the way. Normally it was not anything as startling as a camel. More often it was coyotes and sometimes Indians off in the distance. In the evening Douglas always told his parents what he had seen during the day, and often his mother, Pinky MacArthur, made him write a few sentences about what he had seen when she tutored him in the morning. Douglas had a wonderful life at Fort Selden. A hint of adventure was always in the air, especially when officers visited from the cavalry post at Fort Stanton to the east. That fort guarded the Mescalero Apache Indian Reservation, and occasionally the two forts would get together to prepare for Indian raids, though Douglas could not recall one ever taking place. One night in late 1886, Douglas returned from the nightly retreat and lowering of the flag ceremony to find his mother packing clothes into a trunk. "'Are we going to Norfolk?' he asked. His mother was from there, and about once a year she took the two boys back to River Edge, the hardy family estate at the foot of the bridge across the river at Norfolk, Virginia. She had grown up in a mansion— and many of her nine brothers and sisters still lived in the area. Pinky MacArthur smiled at Douglas. Something better than that, she exclaimed. I expect everyone will know by tomorrow. So I might as well tell you. All of Company K has been relocated to Fort Leavenworth. Douglas smiled, because his mother looked so happy. But inside he was confused. Where is that? he finally asked. Only twenty miles or so from Kansas City. Can you imagine that? 
we will be less than a morning's ride away from civilization. And Fort Leavenworth is huge. Your father tells me there is a school there. Oh, and there'll be lots of children for you to play with. Douglas gulped. It was great news, he supposed. Although he needed time to think about all of the things he would be leaving behind here near the Texas border with Mexico. That night, Douglas's mother came to tuck him into bed as usual. Douglas had a million questions he wanted to ask her, but he kept silent. Good night, his mother said, and don't forget, you must grow up to be a great man like Robert E. Lee. Douglas nodded. His mother always said the same thing to him at bedtime, and although he knew Robert E. Lee had fought for the South in the Civil War, and his father had fought for the North, it did not seem strange to him that his mother always made Robert.